Welcome to Marketecture, where you can get smart fast with our in-depth interviews of leading technology vendors. I'm Ari Paparo. I'm here with David Gilmore, the head of Safe Haven at LiveRamp. Thanks for coming, Dave. David? Hi, Ari. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Um, so tell me just really fast about Safe Haven. We'll go into a lot more depth on it, but why don't you just give me the quick elevator pitch on it? Yeah, happy to. So the key to Safe Haven is that really what it does is facilitates data collaboration across multiple different institutions. Now, why is that important? Well, increasingly, companies need new types of data sources in order to inform the marketing segments that they're creating, the audiences they're creating, to be able to measure the effectiveness of their campaigns and to be able to get new types of insights along the customer journey to be able to improve overall experiences, ultimately to you know acquire more customers, keep them, uh, be able to grow with those customers and prevent churn, right? And the key to how Safe Haven does that is by balancing the privacy and security controls that are necessary to be able to really broker trust between institutions when they're collaborating, while also providing a set of key areas of functionality to enable those companies collaborating to be successful and use the data despite it being so locked down from the privacy and security controls. And, and that's what Safe Haven does. It's a safe haven where those companies can come together and collaborate safely. Thanks for that uh, quick introduction. We'll go into a lot more depth on it. Um, let's just do the background. So you're part of LiveRamp. I, probably everyone who's watching this um, knows about LiveRamp, publicly traded company. About about how big is LiveRamp? I didn't uh, look it up before the call, like in terms of you know revenues, a number of people, et cetera. Yeah, so we are a little north of 1,200 employees. We're across the globe, uh, Asia, Europe, Americas, and uh, we're you know approaching about 500 million in revenue. Um, we uh, went public as a part of actually a, a divestiture from Axiom back in 2018. Great, and um, and the main business for LiveRamp is the onboarding and the data marketplace. Uh, um, is that a good characterization? So we, uh, I would say that, you know, onboarding and the identity resolution capabilities necessary for translating offline to online are a big part of it, as well as the data marketplace, which, which, which you mentioned. We also do have a measurement business uh, that facilitates being able to, for example, cross publishers being and cross screen, being able to perform measurement there um, in addition to our safe haven business. Uh, one last thing I'll mention is, of course, with onboarding is activation. Um, the, we have, uh, you know, sort of the onboarding activation uh, business, but then also from all of our other products in LiveRamp, we facilitate activation just like we do from Safe Haven as well. So Safe Haven has, our activation has multiple facets to it in that respect. Let's start diving into the product. So, um, you know, you describe Safe Haven um, as a data collaboration tool. I noticed you did use the phrase clean room. Um, is it fair to call it a clean room or is there or there is there some significant difference? So uh, I'll say a couple of things. The first thing is that we definitely do provide clean room capabilities and we have uh, within Safe Haven something that is quite clearly a clean room. We like to really think about data collaboration as the job to be done uh, that companies are trying to achieve. And clean rooms in themselves typically are designed for a certain, you know, solving a certain piece of that puzzle, uh, which is being able to privately and securely broker, you know, the, this exchange of data between different parties. 
But then there are a lot of other aspects to the solution, including being able to resolve identity in a multi-party setting. Um, in some cases, being able to distribute analysis across different environments. So that's some of what Datafleets does. Um, and uh, being able to, of course, get point-and-click insights from data, being able to create and segment audiences and activate, et cetera. So we, we view that full life cycle as the true needs around data collaboration. And uh, so clean rooms are part of that. We do plan the clean room, clean room space and have a clean room capability. Uh, but I say data collaboration because we think of the problem as much more broad than just a clean room. Okay, so let's go through a couple of use cases in, in some granular detail, and maybe it'll be obvious where the table stakes clean room stuff is working and where the more advanced things are, are taking place. Of course. Uh, maybe start with, uh, you can tell me otherwise, but maybe just start with a activation use case where one party wants to activate their identity on another party for media use case or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh- One of the key things I'll say here, just before answering that specific use case, is that uh, Safe Haven has, since even before Datafleets was founded, it's been uh, performing cleanroom capabilities. So it has a cleanroom wherein data is sent to that cleanroom, and then we lock it down within that cleanroom, and then we enable these use cases. So Mm -hmm. when I'm answering that particular use case that you just mentioned, I'll answer with the lens of that clean room that we have right now. And we're also augmenting its capabilities with the capabilities from data fleets and what are now in data hub, which allow the federation of data and different ways of handling it. So um, there, those two different modes are important because they, they each, uh, we, we support customers on both. There's different needs uh, for which you might want one versus having the other, et cetera. So just wanted to lay that as context uh, okay. for the yep. audience. I mean, here. I want to understand that better. So um, I, I definitely think the easiest way to understand this will be just flo- take me case. through where yeah. the data comes from and where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. So um, in what we could think of as the centralized clean room, where the data gets sent into the clean room, for that particular use case, just for activation, for example, we have a couple ways of approaching that. The first one is in uh, in the U.S. market and other markets where we operate, what we'll do in that use case is ingest that data and put them through our identity resolution capabilities. And this is resolving both off- offline and online data, depending on the type of data that's coming in. Um, so we might have certain exposure logs, for example, uh, where, and on the other side, we might have first-party Uh, data that includes offline data, our identity resolution capabilities can resolve both of those to ramp IDs. Uh, That gives us a common identity with which to uh, be able to resolve those data sets together. We can do that on the multi-party data because in Safe Haven, we have the privacy and security controls to keep it locked down uh, so that such that it's GDPR compliant, CCPA compliant, et cetera. Any of the data as it's coming in and getting resolved, if there's any subject access requests um, or uh, deletion requests, et cetera, we're able to uh, process those and uh, make sure that we're able to uphold those privacy and governance standards in the environment. Now, once that data is in the safe haven environment, you can interact with it in two different ways. The first one is through our audience management tools, which are point and click tools for doing uh, creating segments 
so being able to uh, you know combine segments, do and or types of Boolean logic on it. And then also we have a capability called the Advanced Audience Builder, which is a visual SQL builder. So you can, as a non-technical user, go through and on event level data, for example, be able to say, okay, I, w- I want to create a segment based on people that bought diapers in the past 90 days uh, at my partner. And you're able to do that sort of um, logic in this point and click interface for our audience management. The other interaction mode is an analytics environment. And in that analytics environment, you have access to SQL tools as well as Python to be able to perform more advanced analytics. So if you're a, a, you have a data, um, data science team or a data analytics team that has SQL and or Python capabilities, you can use that to create segments from the data um, of you know, more uh, perhaps complex definitions to create novel audiences. Uh, and you can also even use Python if you want to do your own sort of custom lookalike modeling uh, beyond which we uh, offer in the audience management platform and uh, also do uh, later once you've run your campaigns measurement in that analytics environment as well. Okay. Let me ask some follow-up questions. So uh, at the start, you said, well, you're onboarding data and then you match it to the live ramp ID. So <laughs> that seems like a differentiator, some other clean room. Sorry, uh, I'm going to have to use the word clean room. Some yeah. other clean room solutions um, sort of don't have a graph at their center, don't have an ID. Uh, but in your case, it, uh, with, because LiveRamp has this identity resolution, that, that's a key part of your matching. Is that is that a good way to put it? That's exactly right. Yeah, uh, because we do have a graph that's already built. Um, mm-hmm. And and that allows us to map to ramp ID. Uh, I'll add that we also have a first-party graph capability. Uh, so in the case that you... Um, for example, or in a market uh, where and there's not an existing graph that we can match you against, we can still resolve your data to a unique identifier using our first-party graph capabilities, which then we can pass downstream for activation as well. So, right. uh, and, and, and especially in the case of like a retail media network, if it's a brand collaborating with a retailer, we can use that for owned and operated destinations, for example, um, so th- th- those are the two different identity modules, both of which we bring to the table, which is one reason I like to say data collaboration, because right, we're bringing multiple capabilities to bear for this. 